You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Ice, ice, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I thought we were going to sing Pressure. Wait, you thought I was doing Under Pressure? Come on. Even if it was Under Pressure, I was like, what does this have to do with Blue Bite? Yeah, well, I mean. Well, the guy's under a lot of pressure in this movie, so both songs work. Both songs work, but a little bit more on the nose. Like, a lot of things in this movie are. It's it big ice ice baby because oh i i don't know if you guys know this but ice catch up adrian ice the 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 government organization that takes is trying to uproot illegal immigrants of which the definitions keep getting stretched more and more and more to uproot people who definitely should not be uprooted and send them back to their so-called home countries it's a bad organization okay they suck they're, they're really terrible. And a lot of people really don't know much about ICE. I mean, I assume almost everyone of color or who is from a uh, racial descent from another country is hyper aware of ICE at this point. But your average white person is like, is that is that that song? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just as bad as Vanilla Ice, right? OK, good. I got it. it was just like the Super Bowl shuffle for that for that organization. You know? <laughs> Uh, Blue Bayou is a film directed and written by Justin Chan, who also stars as the lead character in this, Antonio LeBlanc, who is a Korean-American man who's been living in Nolens, New Orleans, for the bulk of his life. Uh, He was adopted when he was a small child from Korea. His parents came over from Korea, gave him up when he was like three to a white family, and he uh, grew up here. He is, when we meet him, he is married to Alicia Vikander, who plays Kathy LeBlanc. They, she has a daughter from a previous, uh, they never say marriage, so I assume it was not a marriage. That it Just was a relationship, I think. A relationship. Uh, but a daughter who's like, what, maybe 10 or something? I don't know if they ever say. Yeah. But, but like uh, a seven-year-old. But, yeah. yeah, it's a little younger. I'll, I'll trust the dad. Your, your gauging is probably better at this. <laughs> since Somewhere you, between one and 10. Since you have more children already than most Mormons. So uh, <laughs> uh, they've got another one on the way. And he works as a tattoo artist. But when right off the bat, we see like he's looking for another job. They're struggling to make ends meet. I mean, she's like, I guess I should go back to work and start picking up part time work. And from there, things just get wonderful and they have a great life together. It's a delightful film. Nothing goes wrong. That's how I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, your old age is your memory is just going bad now, man. Oh lord. No, it's not. Um What's your name it's again? It's on the screen. Oh, oh, sorry. That's right. Say hello, right? 
Hello, everybody. And also joining me is a, a, a Canadian guy. What's your name? What is it? Uh, Bradley. Hello. <laughs> and then we've got our, our Chicagoan. Oh, I'm glad you said that and not Mexican because I didn't want like don't don't tell people that right now. <laughs> no, not on this review. They're gonna get my door knocked these. down. <laughs> that's that's Adrian. I remembered his How's name. It going. <laughs> anyway, so things quickly go from you know bad to really bad to holy shit bad to wow, this is as bad as it gets for this poor family and this guy who just is just having life shit all over him. And it's, you know, to some extent his fault, like uh, like some of the details, but certainly not completely. He's put in a situation that is really, really bad when, well, it turns out the, the baby daddy for the young daughter, Alicia Vikander's previous baby daddy, played by Mark O'Brien, is a cop. And he is like, look, I just want to see my daughter. A daughter wants nothing to do with him because he basically abandoned their family. And he has a run in with the Alicia Vikander and Justin Chan in a supermarket when they're kind of having an argument. And he's in there with his cartoonishly evil cop partner played by em Emery Cohen, you know, just racist, heavy New Orleans accent, really dumb. You say cartoonishly evil, and I say uh, realistic portrayal is what, <laughs> what, I, what I got from that. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. There are cops who are that bad. But I, I, in the context of this film, he stood out like a sore thumb for me as like the one guy who did not feel like a real person. But anyway, uh, so they get into a, a scuffle, and basically this guy is such a dick the partner, not necessarily the husband, they just kind of make sure that ICE gets notified about this guy who, even though he's lived in America his whole life, new rules, thanks to this whole xenophobia our country is going through, and most of the world, to be fair, that, uh, hey, you know what? There's a lot of people who were adopted during a certain period of time who they didn't really get the paperwork exactly right, so it doesn't matter you've lived here your whole life and this is all you've ever known and you don't even speak the other language of your home country. I have no exposure to its culture, but you got to go back. And boy, you think that's like, you know, the rest of this movie is going to be just kind of like getting more into the technical aspects of that. Like, I thought it was going to be a legal battle movie at this point. It's like, okay, this started off so elegaic. You know, like yeah. soft lit, beautiful, like painting shots of Louisiana and just, to, you know, the waters and, and memories shrouded in mist of a of an Asian woman in the rain and like all this gorgeous stuff. I'm like, oh, this is a very just a character based drama. But this movie definitely has the agenda of letting you know ice is bad and really making you feel emotional about it. And I think that it ended up doing it in some ways that, uh. In the third act went from more or less realistic to, I thought, super over the top. No, and I agree with that completely. Some of the decisions he doesn't make over pride are only believable if he's 17, at least to me. Mm. I mean, this is your entire life they're going to take away from you without remorse, and there is no justice to be had for you, not in that country says the Canadian. So where's all this pride coming from? Like, no, no, wife and child, you deal with the fact that I'm a big, tough man and I will not succumb to saving this family. What? That's absurd to me. 
Really? I thought that I highly disagree. I don't think it was a, a, a pride at all because he explains why. I'm, I'm assuming we're, you're talking about he has to visit someone to get someone on his side. Like I think he can explain that trauma without being a big crybaby about it. They also call him out on it, though, which is like I, I think I would have been annoyed by that if they didn't kind of bring it if up. They didn't, yeah. that, that, you know, this is kind of childish how he's acting. Um, I'm sorry, right? You can go on. No, I, I I thought it like the the scene where he explains why I I thought that played really well and because it's building up like the holding that back for so many years and not even telling his wife then she had no idea that yeah, this person he... was even alive in his life like there's a lot of things that he was trying to repress because it was so traumatic for him and then finally like all of the, this whole situation is bursting it all open. He has to finally like address it. I don't think it had to do really with the like pride. I think he was like yeah. ashamed well, more than anything else about his past. He has nothing to be ashamed about. I know he doesn't, but he, he didn't know how to deal with it. Well, you know, they say like victims of abuse, like often have to deal with stuff like this. See, that was not one of the things that bugged me as much, Fred. I, I kind of mean more, I feel like, for instance, the the crooked cop who was just a caricature, he's yeah. really only here for one real reason, because they need the movie to end the way that it does, right? Sure. Like, uh, he's he is a convenient jackass to the story and that is it. And yeah. then the husband, the, I'm sorry, the, the, the baby daddy cop, makes this transition from a guy who is like clearly not a good person to suddenly like a really ridiculously good person <laughs> and right. there's no they like make this sort of well i guess because of this and i was like yeah i don't buy it and i think everything gets so heightened so fast in the end and so over the top it got almost kind of hallmark movie-ish and I was really disappointed by it, and I wouldn't have minded it so much if the rest of the movie had had a similar tone, maybe. But it's like the rest of the movie felt like a more realistic, with the exception of that one cop, felt like a more realistic character drama. I was into it. I also liked this whole subplot that's going on where he meets this woman who is a Vietnam uh, Vietnamese lady who is dying of cancer, but is strikes up a friendship with her and sort of immerses himself to some degree in her family's culture while not Korean like him. It is a large Vietnamese family and he's never really been around that. He's never really been around a Asian, like very, you know, set in their own culture, you know, family like that. And it, and it brings up feelings in him for sure. But that also is, seems to be there for nothing else but to reflect like one aspect of the Asian American experience and you could really take it out of this film entirely and you wouldn't notice that it was missing. Well, I think that kind of adds to the, like what, what I love about this movie is that it does, it feels very, and I know this sounds kind of generic, but it feels very human. Like these, these are very human experiences. And I think the, the reason that I actually don't mind all the maybe cartoony aspects, like, like the cop who definitely is like a caricature, um, I don't mind that because I think at the end of the day, this film is just trying to show that like, you can see like, okay, you shouldn't be here because you got here illegally or, you know, go through the proper means to get to this country and all this stuff. And, uh, all, all those people who like actually support that it, it it's, this film kind of shows like, look at how much this could devastate a family. Like this is, yeah, this is what immigration like all this is what ice does to people like it, it, it's not you know maybe at some point they they send back one criminal or something like that or there's some kind of just cause but 
for the most part, it's just cases like this where you just you're just ruining a life, essentially. I mean, that's the outspoken goal of the film. It even ends with a montage of people who were like this character had been adopted at a young age and then were clearly nothing but an American at the at the point where Ice decided, no, we're gonna we're gonna uproot them and send them back to their home country, which they don't even remember. Um, I mean, that's absolutely the goal and i think you're right it's a very human drama like i i think that's why you notice as much the points where it does things you're like that doesn't work the cop thing and uh even like i said the other cop like i don't see people really acting like that which is a shame because i think especially chan himself his character he's just all too human and believable and despite having a huge heart that you love him for he's just his enormous heart he's not very bright <laughs> he makes a lot of mistakes and uh frustrating to watch yeah it's frustrating to watch him go through his his period of errors and we see he's got a checkered past he made mistakes in his past he was a used to steal motorcycles i think a lot of his character is acting out of desperation more than anything else rather than i don't necessarily think he's like not the brightest fellow and and yeah he's making mistakes for sure but i think a lot of it's just leading to, it's, it's all driven by this uh this these desperate desperate acts to make things right because he just it it feels like from his acting that he's never been able to like prove it to someone and then like the whole other idea around the uh movie and the story is that uh, feeling wanted and connected and like and just feeling wanted and you know loved in general and he just finally wanted to like to show that and prove that but everything's being thrown at him like one thing after another he's like jesus christ and what sucks is that the inciting incident with like the dickhead cop it's all because it stems from a conversation about him trying to connect with the daughter and what he did with her is like god damn it like he can't even do that right and it just blows up in his face because some asshole is like you know what i'm just gonna fuck with him just to fuck with him i i think if anything clashes within this movie is the kind of cartoony aspects of it but with the the filmmaking like the the, the filmmaking in the in the in the movie itself like it, it's shot on i i believe 16 millimeter i might be wrong about that but it's like shot on film stock it looks grainy it, it looks pretty it, it's it's a beautiful yeah. looking movie i yeah i absolutely agree and there are points of it that even feels like dreamlike and it, it's very very intentional uh so so you get these like really artistic moments but then it's like well this is also a message film so it's not i i feel like it maybe should have stayed into one kind of lane but uh, and I, I think that that just might be like a little kind of jarring. Like maybe someone was just expecting an indie art film, which this is, it's not, this is very much like this movie has a point. Um, but personally, I, I thought it looked great at least like the, seeing something shot in film. I'm sure it's, it's done more often than I realize, but it's really noticeable here and it, it's really lovely. Let's go to final thoughts. Uh, Brad, why don't you start us off with your uniquely Canadian perspective? <laughs> well, like I said, it was hard to separate myself from uh, Antonio's journey. Like He doesn't communicate with his wife, Kathy, at all. But then in one scene, he like kind of berates her about, hey, why, why you got to keep 
his daughter away from him? Why do you got to keep Ace from seeing his daughter? They deserve a relationship, right? It's like, dude, you don't tell your wife anything and you're lecturing her about this? And it did stay true to his character, though. I will say that. He is a very genuine character. Uh, my wife got deported, so we had that awkward conversation with an immigration expert or a lawyer. His advice was get divorced. She goes to her country for six years. Then you can go meet her and get married again. So I said no to that. I'm not <laughs> divorcing my wife and raising uh, three children on my own for six years in the States. And I went with her to Canada. Obviously, she was deported by by those men, and I went with her. And the way this film ends almost made me feel very uncomfortable and awkward. I think the performances in the final shots are incredible, but I had like this nagging, that's absurd. This decision you're making, the final decision you're making, is so absurd what you're saying. And I feel like you're only saying it so we can all be more sad about this situation. Because me in that situation, as I just said, I was like, okay, yeah, let's get the hell out of here and never come back. Anyways, this is probably one of the most beautiful films I've seen visually, especially the bayou and the water sequences, I'll call them gorgeous. Absolutely stunning. I'll probably watch it again for those reasons alone. But it really messed me up watching this. Maybe I'm not distanced enough from my own personal life and how me and my Amy went through this similar situation. So it just frustrated me. I don't know. So I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 secrets that you should have told your wife while you were dating before you even got married. But you didn't. Out of 10. Right? It's, this is interesting, and I, you know, Bradley, uh, I, I remember we were talking about that before uh, when we first met, and and I could see how this like would affect you differently because I, I really feel like almost one eighty uh, for a lot of things. I, I really did love this movie, and I mean, I, I do agree that the 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 dickhead cop is is cartoonish for sure, and um, in an odd way <laughs> brings like levity to it, which is weird because it's just kind of like you know you like to see a good bad guy, and it's like okay. But um, I I love Justin Chown's performance in this so much, and just the story was very engaging and interesting, and just again, as we've all said, it's beautifully done, and a lot of like the close-up shots, it just really gets you into their head, and it, definitely his head, and like what he's thinking in, in those situations. I just thought it was really well acted, and like even the scene you're talking about, like him talking to his wife, it's like maybe he should have a relationship. That's coming from just him so frustrated. Like I felt that so much because he doesn't really want to say that. Cause he just, he almost wants to find a, a reason to like get slowly, like push away because he feels like he's letting them down. And that's why he was saying that. And like, I didn't think that he was just like trying to think of something else to say. It was like, no, that's, he's saying it because he is so disappointed himself that he feels like, again, he's letting them down, which that's what was so heartbreaking. I know how over the top the ending is a little bit, but how heartbreaking that moment is of him to make that decision and tell them, you know, like, no, let's, let's do this differently. And, um, I don't know. I really liked it. Uh, in the end, uh, I'm going to give it, um, 
eight and a half out of ten uh, coconuts to uh, sip on from time to time. <laughs> Is that a New Orleans thing, by the way? I mean, I've been to New Orleans I a think few times. So. I've never. It- don't remember anyone sipping out of coconuts, but yeah, it did look good. Like just again, cartoonishly big, like yeah. his character. Yeah, fits. Adrian. So I've I've been really wondering, like, what do I even want to say about this movie? Because it's 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 a lot to take on. I mean, immigration coming from a Mexican community, it's something that's probably on the mind of my family, my family's friends and everyone else that we know probably just sitting there in the back of their head wondering, oh shoot, if I go to the airport, what's going to happen? If I make one misstep, what's going to happen? Um, there was a movie that came out a few years ago called A Better Life with uh, Demi and Bashir that kind of had the same similar theme, but from a, from a Mexican perspective. And what I love is that this film shows that immigration immigrants come in all different shapes and sizes and races and ethnicities and it's still the same type of tragedy it, it, it's it's still the same type of devastation that can happen because of this horrendously broken system that seems to be just made just to get people out of here for reasons for no reason other than they're not from here originally which i mean who the fuck is but that's that's my little soapbox uh, but because of that this movie was completely devastating to me um I, it, it's it's perfectly acted i i think uh justin chan is that his name i i thought justin chan did an incredible job as the director and the writer and the actor and um all the this has like the the best child actor i've seen in like a good while yeah she's like, great she, she's incredible yeah. um i'm sorry i don't have her name but i mean you'll know her when you see, when you see her um and all, all this wrapped together with how beautifully it's it's filmed. Um, I I love this. It, this 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 broke me, but I completely loved it. And I think it's if it's not the most enjoyable film to watch or the most watchable film, it's definitely I think one of the most important. Especially if you have zero idea about this issue somehow. Um, I thought this was great. I I'm gonna give this um, four and a half tattoos of uh, Kermit the Frog. Out of uh, out of five. <laughs> Look, I fully acknowledging first off that I am in fact a white guy. I'm, you know, left America, but briefly. I've only been in Canada like two or three times. Nobody's gonna go like we think you're actually Canadian. You gotta go because I'm a white guy, right? They're not gonna. They're not coming. They're not coming for me. So I don't have this ever present fear. But almost everyone I know of color does. They think about this stuff. I mean, it's bad enough just anything a cop might do to them for being a person of color because they're racist pieces of shit but like ice now on top of that jesus christ so i mean forgive me for that part at least and me like my honest reaction here was that this is a touching beautiful character piece until it's a really absurdly silly melodrama and that was kind of my take on it i i found like the like i'm a hundred percent behind this movie's goals of expressing this type of story i just thought it got kind of trickly and kind of ridiculous um like not over the top ridiculous, but just enough that it just dragged me right out of this film's very naturalistic realism and into hyper aware. I was watching a movie with an agenda and was desperate to make you as angry and sad as you can be while watching it. So you come out of it going, we got to shut down ice. Hey, I approve of that goal. I just wish they had done it with some nuance because there ain't no nuance in this film. There is not a 
an ounce of subtlety or nuance anywhere in Blue Bayou. Uh, and it clashes with the performances and the uh, the cinematography, which both feel like they're part of a considerably more nuanced script. Oh, well, not everything is for everyone. I, I still think this is, on some levels, a very good film. It's just falls very short of being a great film. And I'm going to give it, uh, let's see, seven out of 10 Vietnamese spring rolls that made me go, God damn, I want some Vietnamese spring rolls. Those are so good. <laughs> Man, that little girl who made that one, it was huge. And it was like, that's how they should be. Yeah. Gigantic. Yeah. I haven't gone for a while, man. There's a place in town here that just, it's been around forever. And they like make the best Vietnamese spring rolls. And they get that little bowl you dip them in with a sort of like like nutty fishy broth that you put it in oh my god just to, uh, you know what i gotta go 